The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Uh, National Football League Week 3. There's a lot of things. Our good friend Sam McGuavin in that Dolphins game had four sacks. How about that? Um, Obviously a good friend of ours, Sam McGuavin. He only had four sacks career in three seasons in the CFL here. He had four in one game for the Miami Dolphins. So he's not just a special teams demon for the Dolphins. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, it is. Welcome, everybody. Welcome inside. Make yourself at home. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show, and we are coming to you from the bunker out here, the uh, Mercedes bunker. <laughs> did you get that sold yet, Moose, <laughs> in the last 24 hours? No? Working on it. Working I, on I, it. But no, I did not. Uh, really big show, really big show today. We've got the uh, television voice of the Winnipeg Jets, Dennis Bayak, going to join us. Talk some NHL. I got them uh, second in the Central Division coming up this upcoming NHL season. And in our Quick Six show topics, I have a very delicious hockey question for the viewers and you, Darren. So get ready for that. Put your thinking cap on, as they say. All right. And Sportsnet's Arash Madani will be joining us as well to talk about, uh, I would think, all things Blue Jays. That's coming up in hour two. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay, I'm just going to jump in with one comment and then go back to what I was going to talk about. And it's the comment relates to some of my show topics here. But Andre Corbet, watching on YouTube, and I don't know where he is. Let us know where you're at, Andre. He says, I'm so done with the CFL after yesterday. It was just the last straw on a league. I already was at the point that I didn't give a you-know-what-about-it anymore. And I guess it has to do with COVID stuff. I don't know. But I see Norway's chime in and everybody else, but that's not, this isn't viewer takeover. This is quick six. So let's hit it, please, Director Jordan and Producer Clark, whoever hits it back there. And hopefully we come about with some topics that you'd like to discuss here in this segment. Number one, Monday night football, Saints over the Jaguars, 23-21, preseason edition. I didn't get to watch as much Moose as I would have liked because I was doing a, the podcast, the Offside Hockey podcast, talking hockey, and that was amazing. But... I did look up and I saw Trevor Lawrence running for his life. And uh, interesting stat, the number one overall pick, quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, was pressured on 41.7% of his dropbacks last night, which was basically every snap. And he was running for his life. Sometimes he took off on third down and he laughed about that. But he didn't do much last night at all. And I was just watching it from a Jaguars perspective. And then... They've got three of their starting five offensive linemen for the Jaguars last night were backups. They weren't even playing their ones. It's highly interesting, and we could spend a long time on how NFL coaches are dealing with their vets versus rookies in this NFL preseason this year with just three games. We talked a little bit about it with Mo Agger in Cincinnati yesterday. I'm not sure there's a right or wrong answer, but you're putting your number one pick behind that O-line? 
He's not going to last. And now you see why Gardner Minshew is the one that so many are calling for to start for the Jaguars. It's like, let's just throw Gardner Minshew to the Wolves until this O-line figures it out. He's expendable, clearly. Trevor Lawrence is not. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, I know what was going on the, on the other side of the field with the Saints. And famous Jameis had a pretty good night. Really good night, actually. 9 of 10, 123 yards. He threw two touchdowns in the first quarter alone. The game was over by the end of the first quarter, if you're keeping score. And then Taysom Hill was okay. They were both okay. They both threw in triple digits yardage. The Saints are going to be fine. That wasn't what I was tuning in for in Monday Night Football last night. It was the Jaguars and... We were talking about this in the morning meeting over coffee, and you didn't think Trevor Lawrence looked good at all. But how could he? How could he? I know. When he's running all night long. I feel sorry for the kid. I know. And, and it was really tough for him. I mean, that's your number one pick. That's the number one pick. He's your franchise. I like the idea of playing Gardner Minshew out of the, out of the blocks to start the season. You know, get this offense rolling a little bit, get everybody healthy, um, let him get his feet underneath him a little bit, Trevor Lawrence. But... I mean, when he took off in the third quarter and got the first down and then took that hit with three or four Saints players, I'm like, these are not the hits you want your quarterback taking in the preseason, not your franchise player. And I thought he, yeah. he did okay moving the ball at times. I mean, he had over 100 yards in the football game, um, but had trouble finishing drives and, and just far too often you know, got himself into second down and third and long just because he didn't have enough time. But if you can't give a young quarterback time, there's no way he's going to be able to grow and develop. I think you really have to put him in positions to succeed. They didn't do that enough last night. Well, I enjoyed Monday Night Football. It was the pump, the circumstance, preseason or not. So many leagues are like, oh, it's just preseason. We're not going to dress it up. Not the National Football League. And that's what makes them the NFL. It was was playoff-worthy coverage last night with the number one crew. And uh, I enjoyed it. Moving on. Oh, and by the way, I asked where the gentleman Andre was from. Very French-sounding name. He says he's in Calgary, Moose. Okay. And he is a former fan of the Eskimos, he said. He's upset. That's what he said. Yeah. And then James watching in Borden, Manitoba says, please, no COVID Karens today. Uh, Don't worry, James. You and I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm not going to spend much time on it. Because I'm moving on. Question point two. You can pick one current NHL goalie to win you one game. Let's just say you're going into, not the Olympics, because then that would mean nationality. Just one game to win. You can have any goalie. Who is it? Like it almost would be a poll question. Yeah. The correct answer, of course, is Andre Vasilevsky from the two-time defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning. But if I may... As I was thinking about this this morning, coming up with this question, do you remember during the season we were having the Vezina discussion? Yeah, that's right. And I said then, there's only one guy that's going to win the Vezina. It's Marc-Andre Fleury. And we even had NHL pundits on here. Now, no, 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 no. It's Vasilevsky. Who won it? Yeah, it was Fleury. I'm almost sometimes ready to just fold up this microphone, put it away, and go clean pools or something for a living because it's like I'm right most of the time and everybody jumps on me at the time and then when I'm proven right nobody comes back and goes damn it you were right you know they never do I'm kind of getting kind of getting tired of it 
So can you please write in with the comments? One game, who you taking? The correct answer is Andre Vasilevsky. Not even the flower. And I love the flower, but I'm not taking him. No, nor are Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Clearly. I'm sure you agree. Carey Price would be up on my list, too. I'm not sure he's healthy. Yeah, we're not. It's right now today. We're playing the game tonight. We're not sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, trust me, I'm like racking my brain here trying to find are. another answer. Funny thing is you're not taking any Leaf goalies, which is not lost on me. No, you noticed that, hey? <laughs> <laughs> um, I need a second. You know, I really don't it's know. It's not that easy. It's not an easy question. I just don't know. Dylan Spicer is watching in Nova Scotia. says they jump on you, Rod, because they know you're right. I would take Hellebuck. Okay. I'm not sure there's necessarily a wrong answer to this question. But I'm still taking Andre Vasilevsky if I can. Uh, Rick Resenthaler chiming in on YouTube. Tuning in from the break room at Canada Post. Glad to have you, Rick. And I know that you're a hockey fan. Who's your number one goalie? And don't pick an Euler goalie. You can't. You can't. You can't. Jack Fulton in Alberta says, damn it, you're right, Roddy. About what? Which of the several topics today am I right about? Yeah. I want to know who the goalie is. And I'm okay. I'm okay with the Hellebuck discussion. He won the Vezina two years ago. Trust me, I'm good with that. My cousin Chris is watching in Medicine Hat. She says... Carey Price, but I'll say it again. We're playing tonight. He's got to be healthy. I don't think Carey Price is ready to go. As a matter of fact, did they not say that he's going to miss the first six weeks? Mm-hmm. JH on YouTube says, Vazzy all day. There's only one right answer. Like, we haven't even had enough enough suggestions to have a poll question. <laughs> like, I'm waiting for we some other three. suggestions. Connor, like, Carter Hart might have entered my... Kata hot. But he didn't have such a great year. Kata hot. Kata hot. Um, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm really trying to rack my brain. Marc-Andre Fleury would be my other guy. Today, not Carey Price. Probably Marc-Andre Fleury would be the only guy okay. I would challenge for that right now. Let's keep going. Let's wade into the muck here. Uh, b- by virtue of that, I mean more of the warm-up as I move into point three, and the warm-up is brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Come check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center, E. Cole Electric. Let's get to work. Uh, the Blue Jays lost 2-1 to the White Sox. Where did the roof fall in on the Blue Jays? How did, how did it happen? How did I miss it? I'm going to get up and go take that off the wall because they're not getting to 100 oh, minutes. They won. Doesn't matter. Thanks, Clark. I had it written backwards. They're still, not getting to they're 100 still done. They're not getting to 100 wins. They're not getting to the playoffs. Arash Madani will be with us next hour to talk about that. Why did I? Must be dyslexic. Point four. Kirill Kaprizov won't go to KHL Moscow. Niet. And our content creator, Nelson Vo. God love the kid, and you know that I love him. He said, Rod, can you, this was a couple of weeks ago, can you talk about Kirill Kaprizov, because this is a big deal, and uh, it, would, it would make a good YouTube segment and Twitter, your thoughts on this. I'm like, why? He's not going. I don't want to talk about it. And if he wants to go, let him go. But he's not going. So if you remember, I didn't talk about it. So I, how long has Nelson been on staff? Yeah. No, how, I'm asking you, how long has he been on staff? Oh, I can't remember his hire date, but it's, it's not a year. 
Not even close. Is it even no. six months? No, m- maybe getting close. Yeah. I think we should put on the wall a sign. Rod does the talking. You do the watching. He was never going to Russia. Who goes to Russia? I know he'd been there four years before he came to the National Hockey League and did great things. It was just a tactic. You know, you know that, right? And I'm not sure it even necessarily worked because he hasn't signed yet, has he? No, and now that it's come out, I got the notifications too that it says he won't sign, that they offered him a deal and he won't sign it. it does that not swing the leverage back to Minnesota? Like now, a little bit. Now they go to the, the negotiating table and say, you don't really want to go. Because they kind of said, if you're not like the reports, I believe, are that he turned down contracts million. with nine million average value. Yeah. Like big deals. And they're just, OK, like toying with him, tempting him to go. And if he hasn't gone and now this comes out, now they can go back to the negotiating table and say, look, it, you're not actually leaving. So take the deal. Or if this was Harvey Specter, he'd say, the last deal, it doesn't exist anymore. The new one is 10% less, right? Uh, so, yeah, he was never going to Russia. I'm moving on. I'm enjoying the comments. I'm getting, you are pulling me into the cesspool. You viewers, everybody into the cesspool. For instance, they're talking about the goalie thing. John Kirby in Edmonton says, I would take Mike Smith, LOL. But that's just because you're an Oilers fan. <laughs> Right. Um, Producer Clark says it's Vazzy, Hellebuck, Carey Price, or the Flower. He says maybe John Gibson on a better team than the Ducks. I know, but it's not about the team they play on. It's about which goalie's the best. You can be a crappy goalie. You can be a great goalie on a crappy team. But we can see who's the good goalies, right? Yeah. And John Gibson would be up there. But what a wonderful, what a wonderful question. John Gibson's going to get your ducks into third place. Right. That's another one. Can we put those standings on the wall? <laughs> when Anaheim finishes in third place, I'm going to expect a lot of apologies. We should actually print all those out and put them on the wall. I got them in my book here. All right. Uh, point five. This is me just dipping my toe in the cesspool of COVID in the Canadian Football League because EGA has written in and says, I'm done with the CFL too. And I don't understand (laughs) what the problem is with people, but I never have figured out what's the problem with people. Like Mike Horrigan's watching in Toronto on YouTube. He says, the cesspool is nice and warm today, Roddy. Jump in. I can feel it. I can smell it. (laughs) (laughs) The Flames and Stampeders now out of Calgary have required uh, proof of vaccination for fans to go to the games. What is the problem? I've seen the lefties or as you're looking at it, the lefties and the righties, they're chasing their tails so much, they don't even know what they're arguing anymore. Right? They've, they've spun themselves right into, into the ground. And one of the columnists on our website, rodpeterson.com, saying today, tens of thousands of empty seats at the Ryder Games tells me that people are afraid to go to the games because of COVID. So we should have COVID vaccination passports in Saskatchewan. I'm like, no, no. They sold out the first game, the home opener. They've sold out the next game, the Labor Day Classic. So two games in between weren't sold out. That was a money thing, not a COVID thing. People aren't afraid to go. I don't think they're afraid to go. Uh, Then they're not going. Four out of five home games, four out of five weekends with home games is too much. 
That's why they're not selling out. And then major fight in our Instagram comment section yesterday with former Jacksonville Jaguar, Indianapolis Colt defensive end, and Rough Riders great John Chick going, going off about forced vaccinations and this and that. And it's just, I think we all overestimated how many people were going to get vaccinations here. And the reasons continue to be, you're not going to tell me what to do with my body or I don't know what's in the vaccine. As a good friend of mine said, uh, I was talking yesterday. They said, if you don't have a driver's license, you don't get to drive a car. You know how to drive a car, but if you don't have a license, you don't get to drive the car. Yes. It's pretty simple. Why are so many people getting their back up on this? If you're not vaccinated, you don't get to go to the games. Pretty damn simple. And pretty soon, you're not going to be able to travel, and you're not going to be able to do a lot of things. At what I think is people just refusing to surrender. And you're going to start getting a lot of privileges taken away. I'm not telling you to go get vaccinated. You can do whatever the hell you want. But we're vaccinated fully, and our lives are pretty damn good. Yeah, We're not missing out on anything. Nothing. So let's stop with the fighting. I'll say it again. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers showed the biggest nuts of anybody. I don't care if the province of Manitoba was behind it. It was the Blue Bombers that made the statement. You need to be vaccinated to come to our games. End of story. We were there. Everybody was having a good time. No COVID outbreaks. And now there's a lot of pressure on the local pro football team here because they're not requiring proof of vaccination as we sit here right now. One of two teams left. But this is what I know about the local football team here. They don't like to have anybody upset at them. And I think that's why they continue to sit on the fence and not make a decision either way. That's just my take, having worked there for 20 years and with the regime that's running the team now. They're too afraid to upset anybody. And when you do that, you upset everybody. And they're dealing with that muck today. So good luck with it. We're out of time, okay? I wanted to talk about the Indoor Football League expanding to Las Vegas. They named their team and their coach, good personal friend of ours, yesterday, and some NFL notes. But we got a break. This has been the warm-up. We'll be back with Dennis Bayak, the voice of the Winnipeg Jets, in a moment. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond! Your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. 
Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Very excited to welcome in in a moment Dennis Bayak, the TV voice of the Winnipeg Jets. I see everybody writing in and saying good morning and good day. I can't acknowledge you all, but I see it. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for coffee today. And on the Prairie Mobile text line for the viewers watching on Game Plus Television, you can reach us at 840-8777. Ray in the 6, watching Kitchener area. He says, hey, Rod, kind of bummed out. I had tickets for the Argos-Elks game on Thursday in Toronto, but obviously that's not going to happen. Still excited for the CFL season, though. Here's to better days ahead as we continue to wade through and hear what's up with the COVID outbreak with the Edmonton Elks. And from the 780 Edmonton area, Trevor, hey, Rod, I just drove with my kids to the Ryder game Saturday from Sherwood Park, Alberta. It was safe being outside in an awesome atmosphere, and I will do it again. It was great for our mental health just going to a game. Love the show. Trevor, Sherwood Park, Alberta. Thanks for watching on Game Plus TV. But it's always a great day to talk hockey. Right, Dennis Bayak. Let's bring him in from uh, Kelowna, the beautiful BC interior. How you doing, Dennis? I'm good, Rod. How are you? Not sitting in Kelowna in the beautiful summer sun, but other than that, uh, <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, how's the summer been, Dennis? Well, it's had its ups and downs. Uh, we got out here uh, after the hockey season, uh, after I got back from Riga, Latvia, from the World Championship. Uh, got out here late June. We had a heat spell for about seven or eight days where uh, it was in the mid 40s which really got the summer off on, on a good note if you like heat on a bad note uh, the way it dried everything out and we haven't had rain for a long time and then the forest fires started and uh, it's been a bad year uh, for the fires i think uh, hectare wise it's been one of the biggest uh, or worst seasons from that standpoint that they've had here in British Columbia. So add everything else that's going on in the world, it feels sometimes, to use a football term, it feels like piling on. But uh, we've survived uh, like everybody else has. We've managed to get through it and and hopefully uh, better days ahead. Yeah, no kidding. Well, sorry to hear that, and I hope that the smoke isn't too bad in the area and you can at least enjoy your off-season. But I'll tell you what, Dennis, a lot of things we can go down here, a lot of roads, and we will. I was just in Winnipeg two weeks ago doing a live show, went to the Bombers and Argos, did the show from Canada Life Center. I was stunned how quickly Winnipeg Jets fans have gotten over the sweep at the hands of the Montreal Canadiens and are looking forward to next year and a tremendous season for the Jets. Unless I've misread it, they seem to be over it, Dennis. Well, the cure for the hangover probably came with the signing of Nate Schmidt and Brendan Dillon. Uh, or the trades for those two defensemen, because that's been an area of concern for the Winnipeg Jets uh, going all the way back when Dustin Bufflin announced his retirement. They had lost Jacob Truba. They had lost Tyler Myers. They had lost Ben Sherratt. And all of a sudden, uh, when you looked at everything that was lacking from the Winnipeg Jets' back end, uh, that was Dustin Bufflin. Uh, Big-time minutes, play the power play, play the penalty kill, be physical, bring some size to the back end. And all of a sudden, that was gone. So uh, it was a bit of a patchwork situation for them since then. And now it looks like that's been rectified. Uh, This defense core right now with those two additions is probably as good as there is. Uh, Maybe missing uh, the one big stud like a Victor Hedman that some teams have. But uh, I I think when you look at the six, seven guys that they have on the back end, uh, that's a pretty solid D core. So I think that was probably what got the fans over the hump and, and made them forget about last year and uh, very much look forward to this coming hockey season. We talked to a lot of people, and there was very few looking back. They were all looking ahead, and 
that's your talent. So that probably wouldn't surprise you. But I want to also mention this, though. <laughs> Forgive me for looking back. But it seemed like the Montreal-Winnipeg series changed on the Shifley hit and the subsequent four yeah, games two things. Yeah, I agree. Two things. Uh, first off, I, I think for five straight days, they prepared for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leafs were up three games to one mm-hmm. in the series. It uh, looked like it was going to be Toronto. And that game plan for the Jets was probably going to be similar to what the game plan for the Edmonton Oilers was. And then all of a sudden, it goes to Game 7. So now it's going to Game 7. Do you start preparing for Montreal? Do you still prepare for Toronto? And then all of a sudden, they have a, basically one day to get ready for the Montreal Canadiens. And I think that game plan was different than what it was for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, maybe away from a defensive style, and maybe we can just match the way they play. And But then that would have changed in the series. Maybe after the first game, maybe after the second game, but then the Shifley hit happened. And I agree. I, I think it changed the series. Uh, I, I just think it changed the way the matchups went, changed the line combinations, and, and it made a huge difference for the Winnipeg Jets. And I think the Montreal Canadiens were on a bit of a roll that they got on at about game four or five of that, that Toronto series and uh, put everything together. And, and Montreal just went on that nice little run and, and uh, the Jets were done just as quickly as they had beaten Edmonton. They were out against Montreal, but there's no doubt the Shifley, the Shifley played, a big, played a big part in that. Uh, hockey fans don't like to move on, and I'll put myself in that group. So did you weigh in, Dennis, with your opinion on the Shifley hit? Because here's mine. He's going Mach 3, top of the circles. He lays off the gas and literally zigged when he could have zagged. Where's he going to go? And he runs into the kid, Jake, and we see what happened. I thought it was unintentional, and I just got lambasted for that. And I'm not even a Shife. I am a Shifley fan, but it's what I saw. What did you think? Well, I, th- I think in today's game, uh, it, it, de- it deserved a suspension. Uh, whether that be one or two games, I guess, was up to the league. Uh, there was such an outcry, it got, it became the story. And, and as much as uh, George Peros and his crew uh, don't let that play a part in their decision, I do think it does play a part in the decision. I think an incident that happens on a Friday night in Columbus doesn't get treated the same way as it happens if it happens on a Saturday night or a Friday night in Winnipeg or in Toronto or in Edmonton or Calgary. I, I think the publicity that that hit drew uh, resulted maybe in adding one more game to it. And I don't know this for a fact. I wasn't on the call. But you wonder if Mark Shifley's defiance of, of the suspension maybe didn't cost him one more game. So uh, that's kind of my take on it. I thought four games was was too many. But uh, that's was the end result. And, and that's uh, going to have to get served and finished off in the first game next year. But uh, as much as I felt in today's NHL, the violence of the hit deserved one game for sure. Uh, I was very surprised when uh, the four-game suspension came up. Thanks for the answer. Love talking to you, Dennis, by the way. Loving it. Uh, We're going back to Central Division. No more Canadian Division. I could have been talked into an all-Canadian Division. How about you? How did you like it for one year? Uh, well, you know what? There was other things that came into play. We didn't travel last year, so that was a different year. We did road games off a monitor at uh, what's Canada Life Place now or Canada Life Center now. Uh, the only difference for, for me, uh, a home game, I was looking at the ice surface watching the game. 
a road game, I turned around and I was looking at a 52-inch monitor uh, and calling a game off that. So I think all that played a part. Uh, I, I'm not sure if, if that tainted what a Canadian division might look like. Uh, certainly from a Jet standpoint, it meant no games in your own time zone. Uh, every road for road games, every road game, there was a, was a time difference on that. Uh, you know, so I, I do like the Central Division. I like the setup of it. Uh, I guess maybe a, a normal year where we traveled and did things uh, like we used to, if indeed that ever happens again, doing things like we used to. Uh, maybe it would have been easier to make that decision. But the other thing that played a part uh, in calling games off monitor and, and some of the jerseys, from what I understand, even if you were in the building, weren't that easy uh, to identify. And, and the Ottawa Senators' third jersey, the red on red, uh, is the one that uh, I think we had like three Ottawa games where they wore that jersey. And uh, it was a challenge to call off monitor. Uh, you know, so that kind of tainted things a little bit. Certainly, uh, I think it was exciting to have that baseball format where you played teams two, three times in a row. Uh, I think that was exciting, but uh, I, I still like to see us go back to the Central Division. Uh, we got some specific questions coming in for you, Dennis. I got it. Listen, I watched every game, Dennis, and I didn't notice any difference at all. Sometimes I was fooled thinking you were on the road. However, can you write a dictionary down for some of Kevin Sawyer's terms, like low event game, plus one at the blue line, blah, 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 blah. That guy is into the hockey lingo more than anybody else I've ever heard in my life. I got to get caught up with that guy. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's hockey lingo from from when he was a player. And uh, players pick up the lingo of their coach. And I would guess that uh, when, when the Anaheim Ducks, where he finished up, that they went to play against uh, an explosive team, the coach probably said, let's make this a low event game. Let's not get into a run and gun game here with them. So <laughs> there's all this different terminology that, uh, that analysts use. And uh, that's their reference point. Their reference point is what they were involved in when they played. And, uh, yeah, I think we all have our own little terms. And Kevin is no different than Ray Ferraro and all the other analysts. Uh, I think they all have their terms. And, and depending on who their coach was at the time, uh, but maybe we'll start a segment next year and, and we'll have Kevin explain what he means by some of his terms. <laughs> do you ever just look at him and go, what do you, I thought it was a, a hockey-wide thing, but you're telling me it's just a soisy thing. Is that what you're saying? Well, I think they all have their own, and Soyzy does yeah. have his own, or K, yeah. you know, uh, K Sawyer twenty five, as I call him, because that's uh, that's part of his handle. So uh, I won't give the rest of it because you'll get a whole bunch of hate mail uh, or love mail. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know what? Uh, we we spent three years together, and then part of a fourth when uh, he was part of a rotation, and uh, understands the game very well. Uh, and, and I noticed that right off the hop. No different than Shane Knighty and all the other guys. When we go into our our meeting with the coach, and it's a broadcaster's meeting, as you as you have the CFL and other sports you've been involved in, uh, when they get into some of the terminology, he knows exactly what the coach is talking about. So I think that's where a lot of that does come from, is it's terminology that the coaches that he's had over the years have used. Moose DuPont has a question, but first, who spends more time on their hair, Shane Knighty or Kevin Sawyer? You know what? There's days where I don't think either one of them spends a whole lot of time. Uh, <laughs> okay. You should you should see you should see both of them. Some days at the morning skate has looked like they comb their hair with a tree branch, but uh, 
you know, it's all part of. I think they're in that. See, when you get old, when you get older, like me, you just you know what your hair is your hair. It's gray and it's brown and yeah. it's getting grayer and, and the salt is taking over from the pepper and and uh, every day you have more face and less hair to wash. So, uh, but that's just kind of part of getting old. But for those guys, they're in that age group where that is part of the. That's part of being on television and. Uh, you know, they, uh, they both, uh, spent their fair share of time primping, uh, if you want to use that term for getting ready for the TV broadcast, but both, oh, you know yeah. what, I, I really enjoyed working with both of them and I'm really glad the way it's worked out for Shane in Vegas and, uh, really glad to have Kevin aboard. You think I'd be saying this if I didn't know how great those guys are, but we had, I had 90 in PA. The guy spent three hours in front of the mirror when he was 18 years old. So that's, but Darren has, uh, I was just getting, no, I was just going to say, we're going to end up blowing up Kevin because he's going to be the 2021 version of Peter Puck, right? When you do the sentence <laughs> on the hockey terms, we'll right. bring back yeah. Peter Puck in the form yeah. of Kevin Sawyer. Yeah. The, uh, there's a, where's the view? Glenn. He's on YouTube. He says, BC Golf Guide. Oh, it's, it's Glenn, Glenn Erickson. Erickson. He said, made, Glenn made, Erickson. Made any holes in one this summer, Dennis? The, uh, the, the flash of medicine hat now. Uh, yes. Glenn was, the, uh, Glenn was involved at the golf course here in, in Cologne, West Kelowna that I play in, Shannon Lake Golf Course. Uh, and yes, I did have a hole in one last year, and I had another one this summer. Uh, so I've had three all at the same course, uh, all on different holes. And uh, there's two other par threes that I have to uh, that I have to master yet. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's always fun. And uh, you know, uh, this last one came this summer with some friends from Winnipeg who were in, so that was kind of nice. But uh, yeah, Glenn, hope everything is uh, is well for you in Medicine Hat. We got about 90 seconds, Dennis. I have the Jets finishing second in the Central this year. Is that too lofty? No, I don't think so. Who do you have first? Colorado. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. I, I do think the Winnipeg Jets are a very good hockey team. Uh, you know, the only, if you wanted to look at an area of concern, not an area of weakness, but an area of concern, is Eric Comrie is going to get the opportunity to be the backup netminder, and can he handle that role? So, uh, but other than that, uh, I, I think this is a very solid team. They've added a few veteran guys uh, for the bottom end of the lineup because they lost a few veteran guys from the bottom end of the lineup. Uh, but, but this is a very good offensive team. And with those two additions that I talked about earlier, I think this is a very good defensive team. You've got Connor Hellebuck and goal who you guys talked about earlier. And, uh, I, I don't think that's too lofty. I think there's going to be some, some expectations, not just in the city of Winnipeg and the province of Manitoba and wherever Jets fans are. And there's lots of them. Uh, I think there's going to be expectations inside that room. Uh, to make some noise in the Central, make some noise in the NHL this year. Well, you've been in Winnipeg long enough. Uh, it's obviously a very positive vibe in that town right now and uh, for the Jets, and I love it. Dennis, thanks for this. Enjoy the rest of the offseason. Rod, thank you. You guys take care. Be well. The uh, television voice of the Winnipeg Jets, Dennis Bayag, joining us from Kelowna. we got a sports update coming up. We can jump into uh, viewer takeover if you want. You're watching on Game Plus TV network carried all across Manitoba on Bell MTS Cable. Live on YouTube and Facebook as well. Streaming and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. Just ahead of a sports update, we're uh, a lot of leftovers from the interview with Dennis Bayak, the TV voice of the Winnipeg Jets. And I should have focused on this or call it up. Somebody says, I agree with Dennis. I think it was James in Morden, uh, Manitoba. He says... The backup goalie situation is a concern. Here it is. No, it's Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg. Yep, I agree with Dennis. Backup goaltending might be in question. Listen, if your biggest problem's the backup goalie, you don't have many problems, Moose. Think about that. Especially when Connor Hellebuck's your starting goaltender. Yeah. The I agree. Backup goalie. <sighs> I mean, you do have to have a good number two because what happens when he goes down, but that's... It's a future problem. I mean, you're number one guy. Typically, you're going as far as your number one goalie takes you. In uh, if, you if you lose your number one guy, no matter who your number two is, you're usually your season's... I worked full-time in hockey for 17 seasons. I don't ever remember going into the year going, man, our backup goalies... It's our Achilles heel. <laughs> what? Nothing again. No, Dennis pointed that out. That's one concern for the Winnipeg Jets. I'm saying that's not... That big of a concern when their blue line's been addressed. So anyways, we're going yeah. a little too far down that road. But again, we like to sprinkle in comments from our streaming viewers. And on YouTube, Jarvis and Robin, that's the account, says, what do you think about Mark's hit in the playoffs? We just we covered that with Dennis like That's so 15 minutes ago. So I'm not going to rewind if you can. You can on YouTube. Uh, sports update. <clears throat> Famous Jameis Winston passed for touchdowns of 43 and 29 yards to Marquez Callaway. And the New Orleans Saints defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars 23-21 on Monday night football NFL preseason play. In case you wondered, Trevor Lawrence, the reason I was watching the game, 113 yards passing. Sacked once, ran for his life all night. Didn't throw a touchdown nor a pick. The Blue Jays sit four and a half games behind Boston in the race for the second wildcard spot as they host the Chicago White Sox tonight at Rogers Center. All-star shortstop Tim Anderson could return to the White Sox lineup after sitting out three straight games because of soreness in his legs. I I got that too. (laughs) Toronto righty. You're going to start sitting out shows? Jose Barrios is scheduled to start. Yeah, long way from the heart. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it'll be lefty Andrew Heaney pitching in the finale of the two-game series between New York and Atlanta as the Yankees look for their 11th win in a row. The Braves will counter with righty Charlie Morton. The Jays just can't catch a break, right? No. They get they slump, and their division rivals get hot. Canada will host Switzerland today at the Women's World Hockey Championship being held in Calgary. The Canadians are looking to improve to 3-0 in the round robin. With uh, after wins over Finland and Russia. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. By the way, Nick Fatty Arbuckle, Cody Fajardo, and Greg Ellingson were named the CFL Top Performers of the Week for Week 3 of the CFL's 2021 season. Fatty Arbuckle passed for more than 300 yards in his first start as the Toronto Argonauts. Secured a victory in their home opener at BMO Field Saturday afternoon over Winnipeg. Saskatchewan quarterback Cody Fajardo made it back-to-back weeks being named a CFL top performer. He passed for 321, including a completion percentage of 85.7%. 
And uh, Elks receiver Greg Ellingson, fear the deer, recorded his 24th career 100-plus yard game to help Edmonton get their first victory of the season in B.C. And by the way, the fans' choice of the week. Is this a new thing? I don't remember it in the CFL. Cody Fajardo won week two of the fans' choice of the week and collected 10 bonus points. Spicy! Yeah, I don't even know what that is, but it sounds great. Okay. Prairie Mobile text line is open, 306-840-8777. If anything has tickled your fancy, 840-8777. And we have not talked about the poll question today. And it's Tuesday, and I would think by now people realize we're voting on Canada's Game of the Week in the Canadian Football League. One game has been canceled because of the pesky Rona. So we've got three options. Hamilton at Montreal, BC at Ottawa, or Calgary at Winnipeg. On Twitter, Calgary at Winnipeg's running away with it, 65%. What are they saying on Facebook, Moose? Same. Calgary at Winnipeg's running away. So that, that is, that's probably the game of the week. Calgary's coming off a win. Winnipeg's coming off a loss. Something's got to give a little bit, and we'll find out where Calgary's at because they're going to play one of the best teams in the West and in the CFL in Winnipeg, and we'll see where Winnipeg's at because Calgary proved that even without Bo Levi, they're still a dangerous football team. Hmm. We got so many topics on the table today. Again, the Golden Corral of sports talk right here. Where do we start? The one goalie, one game argument that we had earlier? We kind of narrowed it down to four, which is a sad statement for the National Hockey League. Vasilevsky, Price, Hellebuck, and the Flower. It's kind of where we're at. Yeah. You know, I might, like, you want to go off the board. What have went to Dallas and Ben Bishop, who was really good when he was in Tampa, was really good helping lead Dallas, you know, to the cup final. But he didn't play. Sure. Hmm. Right. So where is he at? He's been signed as their backup. That's an off the board. Um, got a couple good ones in Washington, but in terms of like putting all on one guy, one game, on one game, not one guy, easy, not as easy as you'd think. No, and people will say. I've heard people say Darcy Kemper that he's in Colorado. It doesn't matter that he's in Colorado because he's coming to your team for one game tonight. Ah, who's the one? I goal? think we can all see who goalie. It doesn't matter who the 18 skaters are in front of them. Yeah. Uh, my cousin Christine watching in Medicine Hat says Riders rank number one. Yeah, they're three and zero. They're the only unbeaten team. I don't understand the conjecture every week on the power rankings. I don't even go and look at them because I know everybody's going to be losing their spit over it. And the teams get so wound up in it too. I don't understand why. Um, We'll be back with viewer takeover because it's getting spicy. Mm. Next hour, Arash Madani, we're going to chat Blue Jays and where things went wrong for Canada's team there. You're watching the RP show on uh, the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash. Your car deserves it at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. 
Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. It's Viewer Takeover. I just couldn't wait to get into it. And I will remind you that Arash Madani is coming up next hour. There's a lot of great comments coming in here. I made a joke about the Blue Jays. No, he's the White Sox shortstop who had sore legs. So he's, he's been off for a while. I'm like, so have I. Maybe I should be off for a while. So, uh, there's so many comments that have come in here today. John in Edmonton says, Rod, if you had to take a day or two off, Bo Levi Mitchell could step in and host the show and Moose co-host. How about that? No, we want, view- we want viewers. Randolph Zora, watching in Ontario, says, uh, Rod could do like Johnny Carson used to, call it the best of the RP show. I don't need to do that. I don't take days off. I'm a workhorse. That's I'm right. a workhorse. It's my trademark. And by the way, it ain't that hard. <laughs> it's two hours a day of talking sports. I, th- I can handle it. You're my, you're my Zeke, my DeMarco Murray. You're my... I'm the bell cow. We're going to give you 30, 40 give carries a, day, a, a game, and away you go. You can handle it. The legs, uh, I don't, legs feed the wolves. N- not looking... What is the saying? The legs, right? Legs feed the wolves. I've never heard that. So hockey, when they're skating them into the ground, right? You got to... Bag skate? Yeah. I'll just settle for a bag skate. The legs, it's the legs. Uh, I don't need a day off. Let's yeah. put it that way. Uh, not exactly splitting atoms over here. Oh, a lot of talk about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders being number one in the power rankings. That ain't breaking news either. They're 3-0. and oh. The news would have been if they aren't. Right, Moose? Mm-hmm. There was a couple of other really good comments in here. I am really enjoyed, really enjoyed the chat with Dennis Bayak earlier, the voice of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, from the Puck and Pigskin podcast, watching in central Alberta. Although you don't take days off, a best of show sounds awesome. What are you, what are you telling me? To go away? <laughs> We did. I'll tell you what, the first year that we did this show, I'll never forget, we did a best of on the Labor Day Monday. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I sat on my deck and watched it. I'm like, I laughed my ass off. It was pretty good. This is funny. Yeah. We've had a lot of really good moments, but every day is great. Like the moose story yesterday of hitting my car. Oh my God. My phone was going off all night last night about that. I know. Nobody wanted it. Nobody remembers the damn sports stories. Any. Jack Wagon can sit and talk sports in front of a mic. Can you be entertaining? And can you have a moose hit your car out of nowhere? You can't. Exactly. That only happens to special people. You can't schedule that. You can't <laughs> schedule that. AJ's coming into town, and the moose will hit in three, <laughs> two. You noticed that AJ did not argue with any part of that story, and he retweeted it. The voice of the Ottawa Red Blacks. 100% true story. Moose hitting my car the other day. James Zylstra says, Rod's the go-to guy in all sports. And he's from Winnipeg. Smart, smart fellers over there. We're turning them. We have turned them. Calgary, we're working on. Next hour, Arash Madani and a lot more of this for Corgreen. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 
And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.